Okay, episode 40, part five. <laughs> All right. In the last session, the party learned that Gutterbird's patron has already sent other warlocks on the same mission that he has charged Gutterbird with. The warlocks, now skeletal undead, apparently failed in taking on the Queen of Shadows. You were also accosted by a group of Eladrin, but you successfully de-escalated combat and have agreed to go with them to the Shrine of Avalir, a deity that they serve. They told you that the Twilightscape is like a well for evil things. Malevolent forces are drawn here, and if they die here, they are trapped thanks to Avalir. By doing this, Avalir protects other areas of the Feywild from some of the worst evils that inhabit this plane. By visiting the shrine, you may receive Avalir's blessing, which would make it so that if you fall here, you would not be trapped, something appealing to those of you in the party who may harbor some evil tendencies. Any Wait, questions? I thought you were going to say those who are likely to die quickly. <laughs> Kevin, why is everyone looking at me? I don't know, cursed armor, what? It's cursed, it's not evil. Oh yes, and by going to the shrine you incurred as a delay, which ticked up the Aladrin wake up the beholder clock. Dun dun. Have I told you how close it is to being full or, or no? You said I think we're at two now. What? No, that's not right. Hang on, let me get it. <laughs> oh, no. Dun, dun. <laughs> Associate producer Dick Wolf. Oh, you said half. In my brain, this was quarters, so I think you said it was half. Please let me just half. I hope he gets, like, a giant, like, homemade, like, hand-drawn clock thing that he's made for himself that no one gets to see. <laughs> it's his chore wheel when he's not recording. <laughs> <laughs> We did have a discussion about him drawing circles last time, I believe. Did we? I thought we did. Hmm. Am I, 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 maybe we did have some sort of conversation about drawing. I believe we talked about the difficulties involved with mm-hmm. drawing perfect uh, circles. Yes. Okay. okay, thank you. I'm and, like, I was like, am I, del- am I delusional? So also, we should have discussed my difficulties with listening to a perfect circle. Mm, I what? was going to say, you need a tool <clears throat> to be able to make a perfect circle. hey Uh, yeah, it's higher than two. Out of? But lower than four? Mm-hmm. Also, no. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't even know if I should tell you. You said... Four of sixteen's not that bad, guys. Yeah, four of sixteen I'll take. What if it was four of six? <clears throat> then Stress. that would be a one less than sixteen, and I think you should put that one back. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Okay. All right. So you know what I realized last session? I'm not good at making, like, doing descriptions on the fly. I'm really not. So this time, I've written a whole bunch of stuff. So paint us a weird picture. Did we shockingly do something you didn't anticipate? No. Um, (laughs) Well, no, no. Okay. I mean, the globe of invulnerability kind of messed me up, but, like, Mm. yeah. That's fair. And then, and then the the uh, nuke by sword on the uh, yeah. <laughs> the undead warlock was a bit of a shock. Hey, sometimes you just gotta stop. Gotta keep people on hammer your time. toes. No, so right, my brain went to stop, collaborate, and listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where uh, I was too. Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's well, just more more constructive, whereas <laughs> hammer time is, is 
I, I believe implied to be destructive. So he, no, no, no. Matt dropped the hammer time, which was destructive. However, we were talking about stop, collaborate, collaborate, listen, which is why we talked our way out of the situation. Ooh, it's all coming together. Okay, yeah. Does anybody have any questions or comments? Things that they want to talk about? I think Thaddeus was a little irked knowing that Gutterbird was harboring a secret. Uh, I... Oh, yeah, he was mad. Yeah, Thaddeus, like Thaddeus was Grumple Stiltskin. Um, trying to figure out how I want to present this. Do I want to present it as Matt talking about Thaddeus's feelings, or do I want to present it as RP? And to keep the listeners on edge... I'm gonna wait. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna keep me on edge too because I do not know what RP means. Role play. I know exactly what that means. Or rhinoplasty? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ryan Philippe. Okay. Well, if if Matt, if you're still thinking about how you want to address yeah, it, I'll, I'll I just think, uh, soldier I think on that here. can be addressed once a scene has been set where uh, Thaddeus feels a need to discuss. Okay. All right. So you'll recall that you were going through a canyon in a semi-arid environ. Once out of the canyon, you're met with gusts of wind that push and pull at your cloaks. Swirling clouds of dust wash across your vision, making it difficult at times to make out anything but your guides in front of you and the dim yellow sun unmoving in the perpetual twilight. Between lulls in the wind, you can see a looming darkness on the horizon and another light in the sky that is always just out of focus, just always on the periphery of your sight. It's somewhere between the hundredth breath or the millionth step that the darkness ahead is upon you, the formless shadow now becoming distinct. The wind becomes gentle at the same moment that you've entered the forest of trees unlike anything that you've seen before. Tree trunks three stories tall twist and coil like snakes. Their limbs reach out to each other, creating a lattice of deep green with colorful bulbs all along branches, creating a kaleidoscope overhead. Small flecks of light begin to appear as you push deeper into the forest, hanging in the air like frozen fireflies, but never coming nearer. The ground underfoot is soft, but you leave no footprints behind you. How about now, Matt? (laughs) <laughs> I'm still good would you have uh, would anybody have discussed anything or had any questions for your guide uh, I believe that there's two of them who are leading you to the shrine Lathan being one of them I think Chai when she kind of got near the forest might have taken like a second and like like put her hands like or like her fi- the tips of her fingers like down into the earth to just kind of like try and like ground herself in this nature because I think it to her it feels like a little bit more I guess alien compared to like the the nature she's known so I think to what extent I don't know what she'd be able to achieve but in essence like get like like a feel for like the heartbeat of the forest like see what it fe- what the ground feels like she'd take a second and like take in every smell she'd listen for any wildlife like she'd really try to immerse herself in the nature that she now sees herself in yeah, I mean, you get the sense with your druidic nature of you, you have some kind of disposition to like a, you know, like a, a, an extra sense that's awakened to this. Um, I would say it's kind of like 
a tightly drawn bowstring. Like there's so much potential energy here, but it exists in a delicate harmony. Oh, maybe I am okay sometimes on the fly with descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Wait, that how much how much of that were you just making up? Uh, everything since the question. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That no, good. that's great. That's great. Mm. Mm. That's that crunch. Um, because I think I already asked about Basil, and I had already asked about Basil and like the the warrior figure that they saw. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I can't recall. Like, I, did they? They said it was a few weeks ago that they saw them both. Correct. I believe that's the case. Yeah. Okay. I might ask. Do you know Basil continued? They'd mentioned, but do you know how far the warrior got? That they don't know. You continue on, and later you notice that you're next to a stream of perfectly clear water. You don't recall where it started, or if it was always there. It runs silent and fast. The floating lights become brighter as the forest becomes dark. The stream and your guides have brought you to a small clearing where, in the center, is one tree distinct from all the others. Its bark is perfectly smooth, its branches not twisted or gnarled, but grow outward and upward at sharp, clean angles. And there's a light within it, as if all the floating lights have come from within it and now return to it. Looking upon it is like looking at a clear night sky full of stars. At the base of the tree is a pool of water, no more than ten feet across, but hinting at some fathomless depth. So, you are in this peaceful grove with this weird tree, and Lathan says that this is the shrine. This is the place as far and as as well as they know Avalir's home, if Avalir lives somewhere. You must drink from the well to be protected from the worst influences of this place, Lothan tells you. As you drink from the well, you must look into the water and consider the evil that you bring with you, the evil that you have done and the evil that you could do. So who's up first? <laughs> um, Thaddeus, as we're approaching this and they talk about the uh, gravitas of the area, uh, I'm going to actually use Divine Sense. And specifically, I mean, I know we're going to find, <clears throat> there's the potential for finding Celestial Fiend undead and uh, or that sort of thing. Um, but Specifically, Thaddeus wants to confirm if this is consecrated or desecrated ground. How do you define consecrated ground? I think the way that it would best be analogous in, like, real world sense would be consecrated ground. If it was, like, Like, blessed. Like, officially blessed. Okay. Blessed or if it was tarnished by... Um, evil. Specifically, those of the Doctor's persuasion. Um, yeah, this is... This is consecrated ground. In terms of detecting creatures, you don't, like, detect a specific entity somewhere, but, like, from the tree, you get, like, the hint... Well... 
Has Thaddeus ever detected Celestial before? Um, not... <laughs> not to his knowledge? <laughs> not, I was going to say, not in the sense of, like, in this adventure, he hasn't. Mm. But I would mm. say th- that, like, he knows what it feels like to be in the presence of a celestial being. Okay. Yeah, you're getting residual feeling of that. It's okay. not like you're standing next to one, but it's almost like you're... Well, well, it's almost like that. Yeah. Yeah. Basked in the aura of divinity, kind of. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Thaddeus is going to, uh, take one step forward as if he's letting them know that he's going to go first and he's going to, uh, actually remove all of his weapons and put them down. So, uh, all the corks are on the warning star, (laughs) uh, reciprocity is sheathed. The javelins are being laid down. He's not wearing a single weapon as he approaches this pool. And um, he kind of just folds his feet underneath him in a kneeling position in front of the pool and um, kind of just takes that like sobering inhale through the uh, nose, exhale through the mouth, looks down into the pool because he wants to... As it was described to him, he wants to come to terms with past, present, and future before he affirms a drink at the water. So in terms of like what happens next, is he... I guess if he's looking into the water, he's going to see some stuff. It's kind of similar to that cave of memories, but not the okay. cave of frozen memories for copyright reasons. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, the the past. I don't have to articulate what that looks like for you, but uh, in terms of like the future, I think something that he has probably been thinking about. Actually, you know what? Why don't you tell me what he's thinking about? What what does he see? Um, for anybody who's played God of War, <laughs> specifically the first three games on the PlayStation Two. <laughs> um. <laughs> Of course. He, like, all, whenever they talk about the um, memories that haunt the main character in that game, they just show him butchering people, left, right, and center. And Thaddeus kind of sees that, but it's always just like. It's always a constant of him in war. It's not a. <laughs> It's not him out of war, so it shows his it shows his rage, his anger, and his um, his capacity for um, devastation in a way that if it were to be glorified, the person, the people glorifying it, would have no idea what he had done, and then. From that, it moves back to his other past moments of him um, looking at his failings to his family and how that spurred on that rage. 
And then to move into the present, it definitively, uh, the javelin to the lady he said was allowed to leave the cave. Did let her leave the cave. And the merciless nature with which he pursues his prey in uh, in combat and then to the future there is only what he is capable of doing and there's these swirling kind of faces it's not it's not a scene of outright murder or death or anything like that but there's the swirling faces of people he has considered potentially a threat or potentially needing to be removed and like Bryce's face swirls into view and kind of just stays there that one doesn't really go away but it's it's kind of like they come up in chronological order like Bryce's face comes into view and then Alistair's face comes up but fades because that's been dealt with and It kind of has all these movements of faces through. And at the very end, there's like this brief glimmer. It's not fully formed, but it's passing through of Gutterbirds. Because of the feeling, and Thaddeus sits there and is coming to terms with the feeling in his mind of a person who didn't fully divulge information about what they were up to that could have been for the use of gaining power. And he hasn't quite come to terms with whether that means that Gutterbird's on the the list, (laughs) or if that means that he's still kind of sorting out his feelings about forgiveness on the idea, or if he's still feeling lied to, and he's sorting that out as he kind of puts his hands down into the not quite fully formed face of Gutterbird and pulling up the water for a drink. I think as a, a casual observer might might point out, and I think the sort of sense if this place can communicate to you, it's making you wonder is anybody safe with me? Like, is or even the people that I care about protected from me? Am I protecting them, or are they just future collateral damage? I think Thaddeus has known that for a long time. Mm. I think I think he came on... I think he went to the tavern where they all met feeling that way. Just because of how things happened with uh, his son Heinrich, and how with his wife, and how the aspects of his family tree are all attempting to bring people together but they're never from the same spot they're never as is pointed out his family is just a whole bunch of adopted people (laughs) (laughs) and some of them leave some of them stay it's not necessarily a what could be considered quote unquote a fixed family unit the nuclear family, if you will. But he he looks at what he had with his immediate family of his wife and son and already felt that the best he can do is try to keep the people he travels with in one piece. And if that's the case, that's the case. If not, 
Well, maybe they should have signed a waiver. (laughs) You drink deeply from the well, and you feel that there's kind of this interplay between the mystical effects of this place and the water and the, the ritual that you're taking part of kind of meeting up with your oath and your your holy symbol like it's it's almost as like the the water is maybe eroding or trying to erode some of the sharper edges of your kind of the more vicious aspects of your oath not that it does but you can tell that that's maybe the the way that it wants to go it's a guy there with sandpaper really trying to smooth out that edge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very cool. Very cool description and, uh, and recollections. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Who's going to be next? Is it going to be, and do you, sorry, do you say anything to, to anybody else there when you're done? Uh, I, Thaddeus stands up, goes back and straps his weapons back on and says, literally whale. <laughs> It's somebody else's turn. I walked into that one. And Gutterbird and Chai, like, he he was sat there, like, after he drank, he was sat there for probably 30 minutes, like, motionless. Oh, okay. And Thaddeus, to you, it just felt like, you know, a few breaths. So is that a short rest? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone will be, you know, back to full everything after this. Yeah, I'm just making, I'm yeah. just making a bit. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be at least as refreshing as a pancake. Mm, yeah. Um, 10 HP. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, is there anything while he's been there, while he was there for 30 minutes, was there anything visually happening other than just him sitting still? No, no I mean, the, the water appeared still and calm and everything was kind of the same. You might have perhaps noticed that the, kind of glittering lights of the tree although it's tough to look directly at them they kind of avoid direct observation but you you feel like maybe they were kind of a little bit more active yeah who's up next i feel like i'd like to express sort of like a degree of hesitation because i really don't know what will come of my my time at the well or at the 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 little the water there so i wonder if if i might kind of telegraph my my misgivings and kind of you know hint that i would i would really like if chai went before i did uh i'll if that happens thaddeus is gonna push him forward (laughs) really all right forward i go i'll just as uh, before you're about to walk up like like maybe you take like one two step like one two step uh i'll reach out and I'll just kind of grab your hand for a second just so that you you look back and I'm like you aren't what you've been told you are if you truly believe in better things it will show and it will be it will be who it is who you are and I'll just kind of give him like a little squeeze and trying to calm him down a bit nice thank you I appreciate that so yeah, I think um, so. I will kind of, um, I think, following um, following Thaddeus's lead, take off some of my some of my runes and some of my um, charms, maybe ones that are not um, not as uh, de- not not designed to ward off things that are as 
nefarious, so maybe I'd like to keep some of those on just out of out of hesitation, but take off some of the things that are more um, general, you know, things like luck, uh, general protection, um, all the things I'm just making up right now as we speak. And so I remove those, maybe pull my hood back for one of the first, you know, first prolonged periods of, of being being fully exposed um, and uh, really sit down and, and again following <clears throat> Thaddeus's lead but really really look inward and I think I what I'm most concerned about is I, I know some of the things that you know what's done is done um, to a degree and I think anything that I would have done in um, you know I, I, anything that I would have done maybe in the heat of battle or um, to serve kind of our purposes or especially to serve my 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 patron um, I kind of think of those as you know this that judgment will will come no matter what but what I'm really concerned about is kind of this this unknown future where I'm, I'm looking forward and, and thinking about my my ties to this to this otherworldly patron or uh, you know and what could be what could be demanded of me and what what that really what all that really means and really thinking about how to handle this sort of uneasy truce or agreement that we have where where I'm really thinking if I hand this over what could what could really be the ramifications versus um, you know in the face of of my benefits and starting to really think about kind of this idea of um, you know looking beyond myself to the idea of a, of a greater good I think that's what I'd really like to try and focus on while I'm, while I'm um, communing with this, with the the tree or the area itself. What you said, you touched on, you know, what might happen if you continue in your service, like continue in your the mission that you've been given, and you know, you see a, like a glimpse into your future of handing over this this you know, obsidian shard of God's eye into like a clawed fiendish hand. And you can tell that that's like, you have this intense sense of like nausea as though like the idea of doing this is being like your, your body is rejecting it, like seeing it come to fruition. Some innate part of you kind of realizes that this is, extremely dangerous in ways that maybe you just don't fully understand you know on an intellectual level or like a cognitive level but on an instinctual level you do and you see the the sort of form of this Eladrin lady the same one that you that you saw in the in the ice caves sort of begging your forgiveness begging you like to come back to believe her about something that you thought was her fault but you feel like a sense of familiarity here but you can't see anything in the past and as like you sit there and if you linger trying to see through the fog of history that fog turns into smoke like with a, a horrifying like sulfur smell but you do you do feel something familiar when you drink the unmistakable sense that you've been here before and i'll say yeah there's a 
a different reaction when Gutterbird goes. There's sort of the, some of the plants, some of the wild flowers, like small wild flowers, kind of bend towards him as if they're sort of acknowledging him and maybe trying to keep him this time. Ooh. Like keep him as in like, my best friend, or like keep him as in like you live here now where you keep bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, not not in a malicious way. More like okay. keep keep him safe. Excellent. All right, that leaves one. Oh, sorry. Does a uh, does anybody do you say anything to the others, Kevin? I think just sort of like a, you know, a, a wide eyed kind of, just because I really did not know what what to expect and um you know that could be proven wrong that maybe what i experienced was not necessarily the um uh doesn't necessarily bode well for moving forward but it wasn't as bad as you know being pulled down into that water and not allowed to leave um you know or or any any other form of nature punishment uh i think also while while he would have been up there and Chai noticed how the like the plants and like in essence like the nature around him was reacting. I'll lean over to Thaddeus and he'll be like, "See, there is hope in there." I told him, not so the gutterbird hears, but like so like while he's still up there, I'll, I'll try and like just say that to Thaddeus. Thaddeus gives halfway between a grunt and a scoff, and then says. I never had any doubt. I just can't believe he wouldn't have trusted us to help him through that. It's not about trust, Thaddeus. I think he's always trusted us. I think it's himself he doesn't trust. I think he would honestly do a lot for us. I think he's fearful of what he'll do for himself. Thaddeus is... Consternation seems to solidify as he just goes, but that's the problem. The trust I'm talking about wasn't him trusting us to help him. It was the fact that I thought we had made a much bigger stride towards him trusting himself. And is that a cyclical effect that can't go away? Because if he's holding that rock and he has a choice to make and he doesn't make the right one, I'm going to do something that is not good and I'm not going to be happy about doing. I think it goes both ways, Thaddeus. I think we need to have the same kind of faith he's shown in us. And I know, I, I realize the gravity of his patron getting that stone. Trust I don't, me. I don't doubt that. It's... It's just... There's an angle we don't have yet, and he's still holding it from us. I think it might be an angle he is also unaware of. That... I don't trust. I don't like it, but I trust it in a weird way. And... Thaddeus is just done talking after he said his last statement. He's just... That's all he's got. (laughs) Something else that Gutterbird notices 
kind of like like a phantom limb is that grease trap is not near you thaddeus would have picked that up with the divine sense as well Mm, yeah can you sense where he is i've only got a certain range but oh like if he's not within was it yeah 60 feet oh okay so he's not within 60 yeah so the fact that that then like thaddeus didn't mention that at all either yeah is that something that I would generally, like, I would always kind of have a sense of where Grease Trap is? Or do I have to sort of, like, summon him from a different plane? I, I was under the impression that, like, when we weren't um, directly employing his skills, that he was just sort of, like, kind of like a like a Pokemon in a Pokeball. <laughs> I don't know why I said, I don't know why I pronounced that so weird. Like a Pokemon in a Pokeball. Um... And then he, you know, he's, or, or is he just kind of always around like a, like in my pocket almost? Um, I think he's, he's around unless you dismiss him. I can't recall off the top of my head how, you know, the summoning works with, with your pact. But I just kind of assumed that he was always just kind of hovering around invisibly, just doing what you needed to when you summon him. Uh, but he's always kind of like, you know, in the in in your general proximity, unless you deliberately dismiss him or send him away, or if he dies. But here, like you kind of arrived at this place almost like in a dream state. So you think that maybe he like you don't know exactly when he separated from you. But I think Thaddeus would probably know that it's because of the consecrated area. That got her yeah. that grease trap can't come here. All right. And then before there was one. We, yeah, before we do try, I just need to let you know that in the back of my head now, whenever you get Grease Trap to do something, all I'm going to hear is, Grease Trap, I choose you! <laughs> so... He just says his there. name over and over yeah. again. <laughs> like Meow, like he's like a little broken, like, Grease Trap! <laughs> Any oh, listeners man. from Brooklyn, feel free to correct my pronunciation. I feel like he'd have a spunkier, like... We're like coughing, like like grease trap, grease trap, grease, grease, grease. Yeah, like grease, 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 grease. And then he yells trap when he like doesn't attack or something. Grease trap. <laughs> so, he uses grease. It's super effective. But he's so chill. It would be like grease trap. Like it would just be so mellow. Grease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here's a trap, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Okay, we can go back to the serious thing now. <laughs> Sarah, do the thing. Uh, okay, so. Daddy's pushes her in the water. No. Fuck. <laughs> Turn into a goldfish. Um, I think I'm going to do similar where I'm going to basically, like, just approach in my robes. On the way up, I'm going to druid craft a branch of uh, kind of like cherry blossoms and maybe like some baby's breath. Like, just like a little tiny like bouquet um and when i get to the edge i might just like place it on the edge of the water uh and i think in terms of chai reflecting on her evils i think i think from her past what she's most fearful of in terms of like what what would be deemed evils as i think she will feel like she didn't do enough like she didn't say things when she should have stood up for people she didn't take action she didn't 
I think the inaction she had before, and even now to a certain degree, like her failings of, uh, not so much evil, but like she'll feel like evil is against her right now. And I think she'll see her, her fear of the future would be being unsuccessful in stopping the evil. And I think in her her worst nightmare, it would consume her in some way and she'd be unable to do anything about it. And so she'll, when she, as she's maybe putting the bouquet down, she'll place it into the water and add the same kind of action, come back up with some of the water. I figured, like, you would be the most challenging, because I think that, like, in so many ways, your character is very immature, like, very naive and inexperienced. And it's almost like she has such a... a, almost like a a simplistic view of good and evil. Mm -hmm. Which is a step above, you know, the, the typical sort of Eladrin sense. In terms of in terms of your present conflict, but you do see kind of a glimpse of that same eye that you saw when you were having some kind of, like a uh, a divination spell done with the arcane acolytes. Yeah, that was gonna be my fear. And you sort of get a a sense of like the party is responsible. It's almost like a web showing you who's connected to what might happen in this well the the eventuality that you did witness briefly in episode two um you see the colorless eladrin you see a shadowy eladrin that towers above the others with a shard embedded in her chest she is terrifying to behold. You see a bearded man with fangs. You see the three advisors. And you see the prince. <sighs> and sort of underscoring all this is the knowledge that you don't really know what's happened in the courts, only that it's been thrown into complete and total disarray, sapped of its stability. There's all these things that are broken and you're desperately trying to hold them together. But you see other faces too that might help you in this task. Your companions, Ferdin, Basil, the ghost of a dwarf, and that gives you hope. Oh yeah, Kyogen, yeah, that's right. And Flapjack, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Now, Ferdin, interesting. All right, so everybody should be back up to full everything. Uh, are we counting all of our ability stuff, like my inspirations, my spell slots? I mean, if you had inspiration, you'd still have it, I guess. No, I mean like my bardic inspirations. Oh like, yeah, that, all right, yeah, yes. Bardy bard. Yeah, that that kind of stuff is all back. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, so the question that I now am going to ask now that the uh, dramatic tension has been removed um, so all the guys that were like are looking at being positive people in that vision are we like 
all wearing like the same uniform? Is it sponsored by Schwett and Schwarma? <laughs> Are we talking like... Of course. How do we denote each other on the battlefield as being the good guys? Are we just not moody colors? Because Faridin seems like uh, an edgelord if I've ever seen one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the these images were, I mean, to, you know, I don't know if Thaddeus is discussing this with Chai, but these were, you know... These are all potentials. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, some you know for sure are there to help you and will will do regardless, but yeah. Um, the last thing Thaddeus wants to do before Chai comes back is he leans over to Gutterbird and he says, I'll kill you. <laughs> now, You're dead, motherfucker. Now, I don't want to alarm you. But when we get a hold of this thing, you have a choice to make, and I feel you will make the right one. But if you don't, if you hesitate for even too long, I will do something that will not be considered kind. And he just steps back after that. And you just hear Gutterbird go, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in a dramatic change of tone of voice, as he steps back, he says, but until then, I got you, little guy. Now that when the ritual is complete, everyone's feeling very well rested, ready to take on the empire yourself. <laughs> da, 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 da. Dak. <laughs> so Bothan says that he he recalls that you had said that you were trying to find I think you said you were trying to 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 find your your companion Basil, yeah. Yeah. He's who we, he's who we want to get to. So they'll they'll continue on being your guide, but you're going to have to sort of specify where you think he went. Or maybe, like, what you think he was looking for? Or, mm, let me rephrase that. Where you think he might be right now? Yeah, no, I think I think the cat was out of the bag last episode. I think I think they, you were already mentioning, like, that you thought he was with, like, the Shadow Queen. Yeah, well, like, his, when we are, the, clair, the clairvoyance, or the, the witch roll that I cast before, was, like, that his last known location that I could pinpoint was that he, I would see him when I saw the, when he was, like, he was with the queen. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, I will relay this. I get, and I, from what I've been told, Basil went looking to uncover, like, he also sensed things changing, and he was going into the gray, gray lands to try and figure it out, and I think he would have probably headed towards the pal, like, the queen's realm. So I, th- I think that's where we're unfortunately going. Okay. So they'll said they'll take you as far as they can. Um, and then, like, they'll they'll leave you basically close enough that you can see where you're going. Um, but Lathan does say that he thinks that her people will likely find you. Mm, great. Before you get there, they're very defensive. They're not murderous fiends who will attack on sight. But you'll have to speak carefully. I mean, assuming you're wanting to talk to her and not just go in guns blazing. I could be wrong. 
I don't even know if I want to go in guns blazing. I think I just want to try and find our friend, like, Basil. I Like, while from my vision, I think the queen is involved, I I don't know if I want to give away that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we stick out. But, like, I don't know if I want to, like, I definitely don't want to go in and, like, attack her right away. Because I think we'll be vastly outnumbered. I mostly want to find Basil and talk to him about what he thinks we should do. If he's like, let's kill the queen, then I'm like, all right. (laughs) Onward to murder. But I think we need some friends in this. And apparently my fucking boyfriend is no good. He's not really my boyfriend. I'll say this to the guy, to the guys. (laughs) Thaddeus has that look of a dad who's talking to their 14 year old daughter and is very confused. I mean, we were going together, but we never made it official. Yeah, like... I mean, like, he gave me a necklace, but, like... Oh, God, the necklace. (laughs) Does... Do you... I'll just ask the guys. I was like, do you guys happen to have, like, identify or anything? Yeah. Could you just tell me if, like, I'm being, like, fucking, like, tracked by my creepy boyfriend who might now be evil and trying to kill us? Yep. Boop. One casting of identify. So I told you what this thing does, what you know, what you're aware that it does. I'm aware that it does like the, it stabilizes me if I'm at, or it's like it saves from a death save or something like that. Like it does something when I'm like Mm -hmm. down. Yeah. That I knew about. But does it do anything else? Thaddeus does, okay, does Thaddeus ritual cast? Is he able to do that? No, he's not. He has Uh, to just pop off a spell slot. Pop, pop. Okay. Um, Identify does not reveal any other functions. Do we now, get- Sarah and I are both very squinty-eyed at this because that <laughs> is worded in such a way. Yeah, I don't. But that we get. The, I don't we like. get. But identify gives you the types of magic present. Uh huh. So what are the types of magic? Mm. Can I rules lawyer my way into this? Yeah, I was like, what? Do, what does the spell say? Because <laughs> I know we get the types of magic. That I know. Hey, Tim. I think my response is, is accurate in terms of the wording of the spell. <laughs> What's up? God What's up? What's up? I was, I was going to say, you learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. Ooh. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure that that was, you know. So what types of magic? It's just the, um, you know, the, the healing, just the a, healing one. A bit of abjuration magic? Yeah, that's right. That is all that identify identifies. Uh, Thaddeus, if we're if we're in this, Thaddeus is going to look at him and go, "Can I put it on?" Sure. Thaddeus tries to put on the take the necklace from her and put it on himself. Okay. All right. Sure. Can I? T- yeah. Can I take it off? You're free to do that. Yeah. Okay. How does, does that- how does that does fat does Thaddeus feel more cursed? <laughs> <laughs> We're just fabulous. <laughs> yeah, do I feel different now that it's off of me? <laughs> you feel mm. different. <laughs> I mean, removing a cursed magic item doesn't necessarily remove a curse from you. Oh, I don't like it when you say that. I'm just saying, like, as a statement of fact. That is that is true. If I, I were know. to change armors, I would just be uh, vulnerable to piercing and slashing, not resistant to bludgeoning. <laughs> That's why I kept this armor on. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to change armor and have remove curse, depending on how the curse is worded. But anywho, yeah. yeah. Depending on how 
god, no! I don't like this! Thaddeus is going to give back the necklace, but he's also going to give her that little uh, thing. Well, no, it's a it's a radius that that brooch protects against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then protects from scrying. Yeah, Thaddeus is just going to shrug. Be like, I don't know. After what feels like a very long and regenerative rest, you embark on another long march through the strange land and eventually you get to a spot a point where the horizon is is starting to near you the sun still hasn't moved still hasn't changed in intensity it's still gray and dull and just giving off enough light that it isn't completely dark but in the distance you can see the edges of a cliff and what looks like an old keep, or perhaps what was once a keep. And Lathan says, this is where she resides. And he and his partner will bid you farewell and say that they, uh, that you'll be welcomed back to the, the shrine if you need a safe haven. Naps at the tree, got it. So at the edge of this cliff... Overlooking an unmoving sea is the ruins of a great castle. A wide bridge passes beneath a massive stone archway that should have collapsed years ago, but somehow still stands. The castle walls, battlements, and towers are no longer held together by any sort of mortar, but they float near each other like pieces of a great puzzle left unsolved. Pieces of stone and other debris, fragments of war machines and rusted weapons and armor, float like somber constellations around the castle, remnants of an ancient cataclysm that echoes here still. What are you going to do? We stand at the edge of it, and before moving any closer, Thaddeus turns to uh, Chai and goes, I just thought of some. And Thaddeus is going to point at the floating pieces that... Uh, so eloquently were described as pieces of a puzzle that don't quite fit together or haven't been put together. Uh-huh. And he turns to Chai and says, what if that necklace is a piece of a puzzle to make that God's eye whole? What if that's the last little chip or something? It puts it all together like some, I don't know, dark crystal. And now streaming on Netflix. <laughs> and then, well, as a minstrel once said, I got the power. Should we just huck that thing into the ocean? I don't know if that's enough. I mean, it's better than bringing it to her. I mean, I am also operating on a theory. What does the necklace look like and what is it made of? Oh, wow, you're so yes. you're so paranoid. Uh, yeah, you made us paranoid. Ah, uh. yeah, you did this. Actually, you made Sarah paranoid. I'm just trying to help. Um, what's it made out of? I mean, it looks like a an enchanted, like it, it's decorative. It's been enchanted with the, the effects of a of a spell that you have identified. Uh, Is it made out of macaroni? <laughs> Can you make a, a an arcana check? Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
before she does, uh, Thaddeus is going to uh, hum the chorus of a song that just goes, I've got the magic in me. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> That's fair use. <laughs> okay. So what was it? D four. Yeah, you get a, you got a D four if you want it. <sighs> okay, okay, sure. I'm gonna use it. Why not? Uh, twenty five. Ooh, twenty five. Okay. Because I got I got a lot of bonuses to Arcana. You've had a pretty intimate experience with God's Eye, being that oh. you carried it around <laughs> in your person. You know, in my yeah, in my person, in you know, on on many occasions, um, you do not see striking similarities between like just knowing the sort of electric power of holding on to that like a piece of God's eye versus versus what you're holding. You're not okay. convinced that that's what this is. What is it? so the necklace? Is it like a gemstone, or is it just like metal with some like decorative like? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, metal. Okay, I thought it was like a jewel pendant. No, I think it's just a chain kind of thing. Okay, because I'm like I can always pull the like cooking book. <laughs> okay, I think okay. So we are how far away from the keep are we right now? How far do you want to be inside? I, I mean, no. like inside <laughs> of it, no one noticed us, and we're totally having pints at like the tavern. Th- I would like to be within a thousand feet. Okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, you're definitely there. I would like to cast Locate Object. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get a ping on the object that you're trying to locate inside the keep. I'm... You don't know what I'm locating. Oh, shit, what are you locating? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I was locating? Something that Basil was carrying. A hundred percent, but I'm not, I was just, like, double-checking. It's, like, okay. it's like also, the Obsidian God's Eye is right there. Like, just checking. <laughs> So I'm correct. Yeah, you're just you're it. just taking objection with how, how I know I'm correct. Uh no, I am right. clarifying we're that take- it wasn't worse than we thought it was. We are taking umbrage with the assumption that you were correct. <laughs> yes. How this dare damn, you? This is the damn Andy Schaff concert all over again. <laughs> <laughs> he just knows. Yeah, and I bet Cagney was indignant about it. <laughs> indignant about most things. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It would be a good way. Kidding. It would be a good way to she figure it out. Listen listen anyway. she listen <laughs> He's just kidding. Leave it in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are you identifying? What What are you identifying? I was going to identify like his staff, like something he uses, like, like that I know he'd have on him. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we went on that tangent. It's in there. It's there. It's in yes. the key. Okay. So where do I get the sense? Like, is it in like the top of the castle? Is it like in a dungeon? Is it like yeah. in the city area? Uh, I mean, there's no real city here, but yeah, it's it's in like the upper level. To that way. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. For the record, our tangents are what make this show enjoyable. That's true. <laughs> well, sorry, no. It's what raises the show to the next level of enjoyment. What you thinking, Sarah? She's been 15 seconds to a word for a while now. <laughs> uh, I'd like to cast Animal Messenger. Okay, alright, sure. 
So I want to pick something that, like, I see around that looks normal for here. So, like, a tiny bird, a bir like, something that flies. Like, a bird thing, likely, if he's up in the tower. Sure. And I would like to... Oh, it's 25 words. It's chai. We're here to fight a great evil. We need you. Dragons have invaded Dave and Buster's. <laughs> uh... Need um, <laughs> can you send a signal? Just three, three letters. You've got. You're at seventeen of twenty-five. You got eight. Send a signal. He's literally counting down. Send a signal. If you're safe, you just do. Can we get safe. to you? Perfect. That's twenty-five. And I give the description of Basil, and I point the bird in the direction. And I see what fucking happens. Turns out, the thing that's keeping all the bricks floating is an electromagnetic yeah, field. And the pigeon just can't seem to figure out where to fly. <laughs> yep. Day after tomorrow, all over again. Man, I haven't seen it yet. We so... can watch it later, like the day after tomorrow or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe... Do we want to get closer? They think we're going to be caught caught though hmm okay so you wait and you get a communication back via the spell sending okay and he says safe but imprisoned they are expecting someone from the court could not send beyond twilightscape beware princes Motives. No. XOXO Basil. <laughs> I hope he had to leave out like important words just to Yeah, just <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> Whatever you do, do not <laughs> End of message. Love you. End of message is the End last of message is all the words, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh fuck. Or it's like a telegram. Safe but in prison to stop. Yeah. <laughs> They're expecting someone from the court. So they're expecting us. Oh. No one expects us. And then he turns into a man in red robes, <laughs> looking like a guy from the Spanish Inquisition sketch from Monty Python. Okay. What do we do here? What do we do? Thoughts, thoughts. Brainstorm, let's... If you could hear a tumbleweed, <laughs> that's Thaddeus's brain right now. He's just ready to go. Doesn't matter how. What do we think the aerial defenses are? He looks at. You relayed the message to us. Yeah, I'll say like what surface to air missiles, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's what that, I like. Thaddeus looks at her. Like, and are goes, there guards? Like, do we see guards patrolling? Like, make a perception check. Fifteen. Yeah, you see that there's a couple of of the colorless eladrins sort of like posted on the battlements. Thaddeus looks at her and goes, "Now, from what I know." And from what has been shown to me in tomes, the spell sending is interplanar. Yep. If they can stop it from going outside of specific aspects of their own plane, I think we have a fractured maybe plane. Maybe it doesn't really matter if they don't have aerial defenses. They know we're coming. They're going to stop that shit anyway. From my locate, do I get like a like an actual like ping? Do I get like a he's 
in that room? Like, can I get that much? You're, like, you located the staff, right? Yeah, yes, I didn't locate him. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not a basil positioning system. It's a staff. I don't know what he'd be still wearing yet. Done it for like his face. If anything, or something. <laughs> Should have done it for the earring. You know, he never takes off. Oh, the Prince Albert. Sure. <laughs> Whoa. And we just go find a right. severed ear. <laughs> <laughs> or in the case of the Prince Albert, a severed uh, something else. Okay, I'm gonna try to speed this along. Everybody, make a stealth check. I was gonna say while we're talking, I was literally just gonna say I'll also cast pass without a trace while we were doing this. So add plus 10 to your rolls. Do I want to know? Just plus 9, you know. Plus 10? No. Oh. It's Thaddeus, plus 9. To my disadvantage. Hey, that's not bad. For like a normal stealth roll. 24. When I was uh, with, with all the, the math done, uh, 25. 25. Seventeen. Okay, well, sorry to blame it on the dude in the plate mail, but... Uh, That's how it always happens. One of the, one, one of the uh, sentries rolled a dirty 20. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they have taken notice of Thaddeus. Thaddeus waves. <laughs> a few moments go by and a pair of them come walking out of the keep. Not like running like guerrilla combat style, but just like walking towards you and uh, intent on... I mean, it looks like they are ready to fight, but that's perhaps not what their intention is. They're waiting for someone from the court. Do I try this? It's entirely up to you. No, they probably he probably told them about me. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Crush their insignificant rebellion. If they're walking to us, Thaddeus is going to walk up to them. I'm going to hide... If I'm wearing anything that has the crest on it, I think I would have hit it a while ago, but I'm just... like It is definitely covered. Just reaffirming. So they... They see the three of you. Even though, like, you've seen the colorless Aladrin a few times. And it's been some time since you've encountered them. These are not the same ones that you've fought and killed before several times. They are of the same colorless nature, but these are not the same individuals. However, they still recognize Gutterbird. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think I was literally just going to say, I think the play is we offer up Gutterbird and say that we're delivering him. They say (laughs) our lady was expecting someone from the courts, someone different, but best not to keep her waiting. I'll follow. Like, I'll, I'll just... We'll get in. Now, okay. as as we're walking up, Thaddeus is like, now, I gotta ask, do you guys make pancakes over here? Silence. <laughs> I'll take that as a hard maybe. We have hard tack. It's as close as we can get to pancakes. Well, that's just disappointing for everybody. And muffin wildly. bottoms. It's the best we can do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Are they leading us, or are they like for a form doing a formation around us? Uh, I mean, well, there's two of them, and one's going to lead, and one will sort of take up a, a position behind you. Okay, I think I'll do another, just like quick, uh, 
squeeze of Gutterbird's yeah. hand. I'll say that Grease Trap has rejoined Gutterbird, like as soon as you were away from the shrine. Still invisible, but ready for orders. And he says in your he's like, oh man, you probably made it much further than the others. You might actually do it. Inside the walls is yet more devastation. A once formidable hall is now a hazardous patchwork of decaying staircases, dangerous floating platforms, and disconnected doorways. On a platform in the center of the massive hall, disconnected from the shattered walkways, stands a tall, shadowy figure, her darkness somehow glowing, her gloom and anger suffusing the air around her with malice. Her height seems to fluctuate, but she looks like she might be eight feet tall if she was near you, hovering above the platform which itself is suspended in midair. And she turns around to regard you as you walk in, her charcoal skin making her glowing eyes seem all the brighter, and a glowing in her chest from an obsidian shard. Oh, God glows brightly as she sets her eyes on you, her black gown being made of nothing more than shadow and anger. She says, I've waited all this time, and I thought my sister would come. But she sends an emissary. Who is she? Is she pointing to me, or is she pointing to Gutterbird? To Chai. Why are you here? Well, see, that's a bit of a complicated answer. I have time. I have come, because I've had visions, I'm sure similar to you, of the great eye. She sort of, like, smiles. Like, she kind of almost smiles. It's a weird, weird expression. But she's so dour. You're the ones trying to stop it. Fascinating. Is there any reaction? Is there any action from the guards on that? Mm, Nope. And she looks at Gutterbird and she says, It makes me sad to see you like this. First you abandon us, and now you come back here as a turncloak. And when she says the next thing, her like the the stone glows. Oh. If it's possible for like a something to glow black, like a negative light. And she says, Perhaps the merciful thing would just be to put you out of your misery. How close are we to her? You're a good distance. You're like, you're about, I'd say, 80 feet. Okay. And she is, she is like higher than you. So you're craning your necks and she's like, you know, really is enjoying this setup where she's, you know, looking down on you literally and figuratively. Is she saying that to Gutterbird or to us? To, to Gutterbird. Thaddeus is going to look directly at her. Have a very stoic but, um, like, immovable rock facial expression. Like, you'd have to, you'd have to come at him with quite a bit to get him to move idea. And his... He just wants to pop another divine sense. Just a little bit closer to make sure he's within 60 and then pop a divine sense. While he's doing this, I'm also going to position myself so I'm, like, able to grab Gutterbird's hand very quickly. Okay. Now, when they let us in, are we? am I restrained in any way? Nope. 
We're just walking in. Yep. Um, let me send you a picture. I was gonna make a map, but Whoa. I was, I was um, playing a hunt. <laughs> <laughs> so I found a map that I think oh. serves the purpose here. Serves my purpose. When you got a map, I don't love it. I mean, what you do with the map is really up to you. Ignore the fact that I've named it Battle Map. That was just kind of a whim. <laughs> just, it just spoke to me for some reason. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And Unfortunately, I can't you? share this because it's someone else's intellectual property. But it gives you, like, an idea of, of the layout. Um, you'd be at south, and she is in the center on, like, that floating platform. And there's... Is there, like, a... There's a, like a liter. There's no floor. There's like a gap between us. Yeah. yeah. There's a. Uh, yes. Thank you for pointing that out. There's a. What may have been. A fully complete floor now gives way to perhaps lower levels or a cavern beneath, and there are staircases along the sides that are in various stages of disrepair, and and that platform in the middle, uh, which appears to be completely disconnected, currently from other things. So it's like if somebody took a wrecking ball to an Escher painting. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. that's a pretty good description. Damn. The MC and MC Escher stands for Miley Cyrus? <laughs> okay, so your divine sense only picks up, like, in terms of fiends, it, it only senses grease trap. There's no desecration to this area? Um, no... You can. I'll, I'll let everybody make a history check, though. Kill. Oh, that was almost terrible. Got a one for you guys, so count me out. Story-wise, uh, that does track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nineteen. Hey, yeah. That's better than my fourteen. Based on like the level of destruction here and the type of things you're seeing floating around. You think that this is an echo of a human keep, the keep of the old king that was destroyed in a cataclysm many ages ago. Oh. King Vilsan, who had united all of humanity under one rule, and then mysteriously his keep was destroyed in a magical cataclysm. And so this is the echo of that in the Fey plane. What's that? I was going to say, wasn't it also this king's land that had the mystery amount of magical weapons in it? On the human plane, yes. Yeah. Well, this kind of like how um, Faridin's little mansion yeah. thing is, like echoes into a place. Yeah. I don't love that. Well, I mean, there was nothing to love about this situation at all. No. Nope. The shadowy Eladrin says to Gutterbird, it's almost heartbreaking if I could feel such an emotion to see you turned into that thing's puppet but in a way you're all puppets aren't you toys of circumstance none of you really know why you're here but nothing matters really you don't really have much time left let's say if it's if it's such a heartbreak for you why not help me? Why not release? Why not maybe strike a bargain with this person? What? Why not do anything to get me back? It was your choice. 
It was your choice when she died to lay the blame on me for failing to protect you. Because that is what I promised. It's what I promised all of my followers when we came here. Can I do a history check to fig- to, like, to think back about what I learned? Because I've learned about when she left. About, like, who went with her? Mm, what, are, what are you trying to figure out? I'm just trying to figure out, like, what le- like, I'm getting the sense that, like, obviously- Well, not obviously, but, like, that he's some kind of Valadrin that has come with her in in a past- circumstance but like who who came to be her followers and like what did she convince them of like I'm trying to figure out that well I mean you know Gutterbird's not an Aladrin no I know but like what like who who initially came to follow her basically like why did the fracture between the courts happen and why did she what did she promise the people that came with her kind of thing oh um hmm I mean that's that's much before your time you want to do a history check, or do you want to talk to her? Uh, I was going to just see if I could recall anything, and then that might steer my question. Is kind of what, like, did I learn anything about that? Hmm. I think that you knew that, like, the the sisters, Celia and Serial, they kind of parted ways around the time of, like, the cataclysm of the human king. And the queen asks, like, where is my sister? Why has she sent you? Because she's a paranoid bitch. I was just going to say, she has sent no one. Are you here to finish what the prince started? What did the prince start? (laughs) No, you truly don't know why you're here. I'm going to throw out a couple of ideas. Tell me if I'm right, crazy lady. So, Prince probably came under the direction of his mama to get that, and he points at the black, like the obsidian god's eye. Correct? She says, entertaining, continue. And then, I'm assuming when you came here, that's when you found this thing and you shoved it in your chest to go all discount Galadriel? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a full-price Galadriel. I'm premium Galadriel. Okay, but I'm, I'm right about how that happened. Mm. You found that here, correct? It was here, but your recounting is... Crude at best? Probably. Now, <laughs> this is where I think I'm hopping out on a limb. Did you find my boy GB here, or did he come here with you? He came here when I told him that him and his wife were in danger and that I could protect them. And then you didn't protect them. Because she died. (laughs) The stone, like, glows. (laughs) Kate, I'm going to need you to quiet down your mood ring. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So what I'm getting here is you were bound by your word to do something, and the opposite happened. So from what I've seen of the Feywild, that ain't that ain't good for you. How how does how does you and or your mood ring feel about that? 
So the stone starts to glow like white hot. And she, she shouts, and there's like multiples of her voice, not just from the echoes, but like, like two voices coming from one body. Mm-hmm. And she shouts, I had no choice. She put this in me to trap me here. Now that we've officially established the pronoun game, who is she? My dear sister, she trapped me here because I knew what she was planning to do to the old king. She was paranoid, even then, of the king's growing power, so she destroyed his kingdom. But you protected the king. I did. I'm going to just yeah, we slowly turn, turn to Gunnar Like, dude, you are old. <laughs> and she says, I did save the king for a time. But not the, but but not not the his wife. Oh, shit! <laughs> All right. I think I look Holy like I looked, I looked out of my hands. Fuck. In, like, disbelief that I ever could have been such a notable character that was knocked down so, so many pegs to the lowly street urchin slash gutter bird that I currently am. Yes, this realization is, is like, the perhaps, like, the most jarring experience that Gutterbird has ever felt. Because it's it's, like your pact of, of keeping your past from you is colliding with the information that's just being given to you. And so it's like this entire past has been like, um, it's trying to come through a floodgate that's like the size of a thimble. And she says, yes, now you realize he's kept you without your memories, like a tool on a shelf to be used when needed. He kept you in a timeless place without thought, without knowledge, and then released you when the time was right to come to me like his other servants, his other lackeys. And it breaks my heart to see a once great man being the toy of a devil. And to see you two And he points to Chai and Thaddeus. Being the puppets of someone so much lesser. So-called prince. Oh, we're not here for him. You do his bidding. He came to me knowing that his mother had trapped me here. He weakened the magical barrier that kept me here. Some of my followers were able to get out. Because he wanted a war, he wanted to be a hero. If it wasn't for him, you never would have heard from me. I would have stayed here until the edge of oblivion. But now, thanks to him, I've made a new ally who will reap my anger upon the court. And there will only be ash when all is said and done. That's not really good for me. (laughs) Who's this uh, new ally? Is it a human? 
Is it a spooky eye thing? Is it a weird pterodactyl with a hammer for a head? Like yes, the the creature from beyond the stars. Ah. You'll see it. You'll see it soon enough. It's the thing that the darkness fears. Thaddeus gives you a look that he has given you many times. He's like, "Do we just kill this bitch now?" Real <laughs> tempted. Uh, I think. Chai will also just say, "Is like, just also for the record, we all communally hate the court. We all communally hate whatever fiend thing did, devil thing did this, because the devil thing is also currently in control of the court. She says, you know, the thought of that does bring some warmth to my soul. And she kind of like turns away, but you can see that like the stone has stopped glowing like just for a moment and her voice takes on like a much less harsh and overbearing tone and she just says but the wheels are already turning and they can't be stopped and you get like the sense that like when the stone has stopped glowing that like what she just said was just like full of sorrow but don't you have the choice to stop it and she turns back around and she says, choice to stop. And then like the stone begins to glow again. She's like, stop. Why would I stop? This creature will be the instrument of my wrath. All I have to do is stop you from interfering, I guess. Thaddeus is going to look at his sword and uh, look at the hilt of his sword, kind of like looking for a uh, an engraving that matches his holy symbol in his eye and just kind of be like, Trithurian, is this what I sounded like? (laughs) Damn. Has anybody ever tried taking that rock out of you? Some of the fiends' servants, they tried. No, I mean, like, somebody that didn't want to hurt you. Like, just take it out and, like, put it in a box and, like, put it in storage. Yeah, if it's the thing binding you here, wouldn't that also equal the same result? Her her eyes narrow when the stone pulses. She says, "No, I I need this. You don't know you don't know the power that it gives you." Good. I came to this place. It was my choice to come here. It was my choice. But now why No, I can't. You're trying to trick me. You want it for yourself. I think we're actually trying to help you. Chef feels like a little dirty saying it. Yeah, she just thinks it's a little precious. <laughs> uh, Thaddeus is gonna look around and just do a quick guard count. How many people are here? There are four of the sentries. She sees you looking around and she says, why don't you stay as my guest and we can watch the end of things unfold together. Thaddeus is looking at Gutterbird and looking at Chai being like, I'm out of things to say. All I've got left is the smacking. (laughs) He doesn't say that. It's just the kind of look he gives them. I'll I'll look at the two of them, realizing his face, and I'll kind of, I'll just look at both of them. It's like, well, it's what we do best. Yeah, get with some gravitas, girl. Well. Yep. 
trying. It's not quite my catchphrase anyway. We'll workshop it later. But anyway, in the meantime. Uh, and Thaddeus is going to turn back, look at the queen and go, This is to mock you. Oh, I'm so scary with my big old moose rings. And I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. <laughs> okay, what uh, what happens there? Vicious Mockery, they roll a save. I just wanted to use it, and it's the easiest way to kick off a fight. Okay. What save? I'm trying to get to the spell. I haven't had to use it yet. I think it's Wisdom. It's She'll probably save. It's... I got a yeah, it's a wisdom saving throw. Total of 16. That beats my 13 by a mm. lot less than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, so, nothing happens. It's a cantrip. <laughs> Would have been really cool, though. She, uh, The stone begins to glow, and she tilts her head to one side, and her eyes become bright, and like her shadowy robe begins to billow and she says oh, let me see if I remember how to do this and she clasps her hands together and then draws them apart and this great shadow spear grows between her hands and that's where we'll stop oh. good she's a melee character 